it, is everything okay? everything is fine is it is it is it working this is, is just the third time that we've attempted to record this whatever i'm punchy too i am i am having a i have been having i took a i took a mental health day yesterday i asked someone to cover my shift uh-huh and i i i went running and i i fucking i i restrung my guitar which i haven't done in a couple of years oh geez um i went swimming uh-huh. i came home i folded laundry and i i made dinner and, and like i needed it and now these headphones these bluetooth headphones that i just bought last week yeah um that are supposed to be waterproof you know uh i just destroyed them with my fat kid sweat what do you mean you, you carry on a bottle of fat kid sweat it's gross no it comes out of my body because i still sweat like a little fat kid uh-huh that's insulting the little fat kids everywhere i was a little fat kid you glisten on little fat kids <laughs> you have you have no idea well you do have an idea yeah but like i no i mean presently i don't think you have any idea that when i go running well I, also it's been swelteringly hot in new england in august yeah it's not it's supposed to be going down to the 70s at this point but it's not this is life now guys mm-hmm. this is life with climate change <laughs> how are you climate change i'm good <laughs> are you having fun killing us all you caused me it's your fault yeah it's not climate change's fault well, yeah, I guess. I mm-hmm. guess you could put it that way. Mm-hmm. It's your mom's fault. It's my mom's fault. Mm. Don't know how. You threw her ashes into the ocean, and now she's come back as a th- an ethereal entity that controls the climate. Okay, that works. Okay. How are you this week? What's going on with you? I'm tired. That That's it? That's it, old man? You're tired? Mm-hmm. The old man is tired. Fuck you. How about them? How about that? <laughs> I saw buckets of shit today. How about you? Oh, I did not. <laughs> Thank God. I saw I saw buckets of shit. I saw buckets Although, of shit with mu with mucus in it. Okay, thanks. Oh boy, what a great way to start the show. Yippee! Yeah. I was just gonna yeah. say I've probably seen walk just walking through the city over my however long it's been walking around the city. I've probably buckets of shit. No. <laughs> I've, oh yeah, the equivalent. Oh yeah, more than likely, more than buckets. Probably dumpsters full. Yeah, but you don't have to clean it up. So That's it's not true. The same. It's not the same. That's I literally I, I get to I get to wipe it out of the crack. We're actually telling tourists to carry uh wet naps in <laughs> case they in case they, in case they, they step like... in or fall into human excrement on the street. Very nice. Isn't that great? Nice. That's a, Come to San that's Francisco, delicious. everybody. <laughs> It's the city of what do you call it? <laughs> what's 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 the title there? And uh, it's San been called Francisco? Baghdad by the Bay. It's been called the Barbary Coast. Um, it's not it's not Gay Happy Land. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says. No, just over the bridge as you're coming in. Welcome to Gay Happy Land. Hi y'all. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome to Gay Happy Land. I mean, the, the Golden Gay, the city by the bay. Oh, I found an I found an article that I wanted to read. I forgot. Oh, we don't have a letter. We don't have a letter this time. Okay, well that's fine. I was thinking about something though. What's that? Well, you know how people listen to podcasts; they're usually doing something else, right? Yeah, like exercising. Yeah, going to the store, commuting. A lot of commuters, right? Mm -hmm. Having sex with their mom. Okay, that's what going to be my next question. What do you think that our our podcast has been on for a pretty long time? And I want, yeah. like, rate from 1 to 10, 10 being most likely, 0 being least likely, if someone has done this while listening to our podcast. Ready? Yep. Taking a dump. Oh, 10. 10. Definitely 10. Very likely. Very likely. All right. Beating someone. Ooh, I'd say a 5. Would you say that's a 5, really? Beating someone like, 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 
I mean... Like a stepchild. <clears throat> Gee, uh, well, how about... Or abusing someone? Ten, probably. You really? How about abusing? Do you think so? Not oh, our yeah. listeners. Verbally, verbally or... Verbally or physically? Uh, physically. Ten. Oh, physically? Yeah. Oh, seven. Seven? Okay, good. Verbally, how- definitely a ten. <laughs> okay, this one? This one I hope not? Well, I didn't hope... I hope not for the other one, too. Having sex with someone else. Having sex in general? Yeah, having, having sex, sex with the partner. Ten. Really? We have our just our podcast out of all of them has a hundred thousand listens. I know, but I mean well more than that, isn't it? <laughs> I don't even know. Well <laughs> it's the, up there. The network is getting close to five hundred thousand. We've had more than a hundred thousand this year. So we're, all doing, right. we're not So yeah, somebody has definitely been like, Oh fucking love these guys. <laughs> oh, Honey, oh, bend oh, over. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, Oh yes, I love it when he talks about about cleaning diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> Listen to the podcast. I... Leave us alone. Uh, really? Definitely, definitely. We've been listening to while driving. I would allow Dad. Definitely, I would allow for masturbating more than having sex with with another person. Masturbation is having sex with someone that you love. Not necessarily. <laughs> That's sick. <you> think so? <laughs> whoever hate masturbates themselves. <laughs> oh, believe like, me. Whoever does, I can... like I fucking hate you. I hate you. I can picture it. You're so fucking ugly. I don't even find it? me attractive. <laughs> oh. If that imagine if those were the exact words that they said and they're listening again while making themselves some fried chicken and they're like, oh man, well, let's just dump the grease right on us. <laughs> no, I don't think so. All of our listeners are wonderful, right? You think? Do you think anyone's ever clipped their toenails while listening? Probably, probably. All right. Then we have to. Um, now we have to switch over to the demographics. Do you think? A- wait, 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 wait. Hold on. But do you think? Do you think anyone has ever listened to us before a doctor's appointment? Just before. Probably. Yeah. Sitting in the waiting room. The gynecologist, yeah. and they're just sitting in the waiting room. They're like, huh? Yeah. yeah. And have that stupid doctor make the same. And then joke I diarrhea all my over vagina. my dick. Oh, hello, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you want to listen to this podcast? He's like, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, to play this one. It's Dry Anus Nevada or whatever. Dry Anus is in Nevada. Mm. <laughs> uh, demographics? Where are you going with this? Okay. Do you think, Probably mostly white people. Do you think just, a murderer has listened to the show? Oh, sure. You think oh, so? Sure. Yeah. At least one, maybe? At least one. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'd say a 10. Probably a rapist, too. You think so? Oh, that's sad. That makes yeah, but me it's upset. true. Oh. Okay. What about a terrorist? Oh, he's keeping like, it way a secret if he is. <laughs> um, you mean like I, I mean anybody who has ever committed an foreign act, or like domestic? A, like, yeah. Uh, you mean like one of these active shooters that's happened within the flat? Like you think that one of those guys? Maybe. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh my god! Like Elliot that. Roger was like, oh man, I really no. Wait, actually, he was before us. I think was he? Oh yeah, in t- twenty thirteen. <laughs> twenty thirteen. Um, or like uh, the new the new guy, like <laughs> right before guy. he was <laughs> the new guy, the new guy. Yeah, right before in Ohio, he was mm-hmm. just like, I really love this podcast and I love my guns. Can we stop calling <sighs> them active shooters and start calling them what they fucking are? They're terrorists. They're terrorists. Because he was he was literally polishing a, a fucking machine gun and he's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fucking clean the world. Right after he got <sighs> done masturbating, going, I'm so ugly. Why? <laughs> Why doesn't anybody love me? (laughs) Mexicans are the problem. (laughs) 
It's amazing. We now live in a country where that line of logic, that stupid line of illogic, probably works on some people. Because immigrants is now a reason for anything. But my... that, I've been, I remember hearing talk about that all the way back when I was a teenager. Yeah. I don't... Mexicans taking your game. Well, that, yes, I remember hearing. But now it can be anything. A rat ate my baby's lower lip. Fucking illegals. How are those two <laughs> things... Clean your house! <laughs> Just clean, you've been throwing the diapers in the closet for a long... I just opened it up, and they literally tumbled out around my feet. Hey, you know what? What? Even though we're not going to go straight to the story, let's start the show. Because last time, we didn't do the in- intro music for like 25 fucking minutes. We're just yeah, but we read do- a story, too, though. Yeah, I know, but we're, we got to remember, this is the long show. We can do whatever we fucking want. But I want to get the at least the title of the show in at least 10 minutes in. Hey, is it my turn? No, I got it. We're going to count it down, okay? Oh, All right. Three, All right. two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Men One Story. One million interruptions. I am Jason Harding. And I am Atticus Blake. And on this show, Atticus and I read a story, and we interrupt each other, and we talk about just about anything we goddamn well please. Right, Addy? Yes. This is, we wanted, we want free, and we got free, right? Yes. And so, what are we reading? We are reading chapter four of Dracula. Dracula by Bram Stoker, which is surprisingly awesome. <laughs> it's it's deliciously beautiful. I, you know what's funny? I remember last week I couldn't find the page. Yeah. Because what's happening is I I have I bought the audio book. Yeah. And I've been listening ahead so that I I can I can cue myself. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, for some reason, it updates because I bought it on Amazon. It updates it with the Kindle, so it knows exactly where I've listened. Oh, uh, okay. And it and so it, it's moving me along to like chapter nine. Oh wow, you're so far ahead. There's like well, seven gajillion chapters in this book. Yeah, but we're still on Jonathan Harker's journal continued. Yeah, ju- and by the way, I decided no, Manny is still going to be Count Manny. Whatever. I, I know, I know who Jeff is going to be. I know who Jeff is going to be. I now. know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. You and you know who too. Now that you're yeah, about more it. than likely he's gonna be Renfield. Anyway, no. <laughs> Who's who he gonna be then? No, you no, he's not. Ren. Wait, which which character is Renfield? Renfield is the is the one that I it went crackers and is in an insane asylum. Oh, he can be him too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, you no, wanted no. him to be Van Helsing. Yes. You're just oh boy. Yes. Yes. Jeff Van Helsing. <laughs> And I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the uh, 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 the, the 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 trumped up version of him that Hugh Jackman played. <laughs> You're gonna, wait, what? Oh, you mean the the big hatted long overcoat wearing dude? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. that works. That's fine. Whatever. Um, previously on Dracula, Jonathan Harker traveled. We found out what boobies sound like. He traveled to Transylvania, and people told him not to go, but he went anyway. And then he wound up in a castle with a creepy dude. And then it turns out the creepy dude um has some bitches and he keeps them in the bitch wing and when he and went, then they ate a goddamn then baby they ate a goddamn baby <laughs> oh jesus and uh, jonathan harker had a little bit of a freak out over that as would any would. normal person i would think uh, and wow. now we're starting chapter four jonathan jonathan harker's journal <laughs> jonathan harker's journal continued 
I awoke in my own bed. If it be that I had not dreamt, the Count must have carried me here. I tried to satisfy myself on the subject, gross, but could not arrive at any unquestionable result. To be sure, there were certain small evidences, such as my clothes were folded and laid by in a manner which was not my habit. (laughs) (laughs) My watch was still unwound, and I am rigorously accustomed to wind it the last thing before going to bed, and many such details, but these things were no proof, for they seem, they, for they may have been evidences that my mind was not as usual, and, from some cause or another, I had certainly been much upset. I must watch for proof. Of one thing I am glad, if it was that the Count carried me here and undressed me, he must have been hurried in his task. (laughs) I saw your cock and balls. For my pockets are intact. I am sure this diary would have been a mystery to him, which he would not have brooked. He would have taken... I love, how, they, I love how he's still being polite. Yeah. He's like, he's like, ah, you can watch us eat a baby, but I'm not going <laughs> to read your diary. I think that's a violation of your privacy. pockets. I'm not gonna go through your pockets and find and find your pet rock. As I look around, as I look round this room, even if it has to me so full of fear, it is now a sort of sanctuary. For nothing can be more dreadful than those awful women who were, who are waiting to suck my blood. <laughs> 18th, May. I have been down to look at the room again in daylight, for I must know the truth. When I got to the doorway at the top of the stairs, I found it closed. It had been so forcefully driven against the jam that part of the woodwork was splintered. I could see that the bolt of the lock had not been shot, but the door is fastened from the inside. I fear it was no dream, and I must act on this surmise. 19th, May. I am surely in the toils. Last night the Count asked me in the... In the suavest tones, in the suavest tones, to write three letters. One saying that my work here was nearly done and that I should start for home within a few days. Another that I was starting on the next morning from the from the time of the letter. And the third that I had left the castle and arrived at, at Bisquick. I would fain have, re- I, I would fain have rebelled. I made pancakes but with felt, my own cum. But <laughs> felt that in the present state of things it would be madness to quarrel openly with the Count whilst I am so absolutely in his power, and to refuse would be to excite his suspicion and arouse his anger. He knows that I know too much and that I must not live, lest I be dangerous to him. My only chance is to prolong my opportunities. Something may occur which will give me a chance to escape. I saw in his eyes something of that gathering wrath which was manifest when he hurled that fair woman from him. He explained to me that post were few and They're uncertain. not actually women, just <laughs> so you know. And that my writing now would ensure ease of mind to my friends. And he assured me with so much impressiveness that he would countermand the letter, the late, the latter letters, which would be held over at Bisquick until due time, in case chance would admit one of my prolonged, one of my prolonging my stay. That to oppose him would have been to create new suspicion. I therefore pretended to fall in with his views and asked him what dates I should put on the letters. He calculated a minute, and then said, The first should be June 12th, the second should be June 19th, and the third June 29th. I now know the span of my life. God help me. But that means that everything you do in between, y- you can do anything you want. <laughs> there. That's not what that means. <laughs> it's exactly what it means. That's how time travel works. It's not... <laughs> 
28 May, there is a chance of escape. <laughs> or at any rate, of being able to send word home. A band of Zagni have come to the castle and are encamped in the courtyard. These Zagni are gypsies. That's a bad word. It is not. We we had a listener write a, I know, a, a, I know. a note on the thing saying gypsy is not a racist term. It's a term for, for people. I have. It's actually like a term for a lifestyle. Okay. I have, Carnies would be gypsies. I have notes of them in my book. They are peculiar to this part of the world, though allied to the ordinary gypsies all over the world. All over, all the world over. Every, all the worlds. 5,000 worlds. They all know each other. Thousands of them in Hungary and Transylvania who are almost outside all law. They attach themselves. They're like fucking ants. As a rule to some great noble or boyar and call themselves by his name. They are fearless and without religion, have superstition. That would save superstition. And they talk only their own varieties of the Romani tongue. <laughs> Romani. I love it. Romani, sorry. Of the Romani tongue. I, I don't care. It's Romani. I like it, <laughs> I like it better as Romani. I shall write. <laughs> He's just sitting there eating your pasta <laughs> with sausage, and you're like, this is really Romany. <laughs> I shall write some letters home, and shall try to get them to have them posted. I have already spoken them through my window to begin acquaintanceship. They took their hats off and made ob- obeisance and many signs, which, however, I could not understand any more than I could their spoken language. <laughs> I've written the letters. Mina's is in shorthand, and I simply ask Mr. Hawkins to communicate with her. To her, I have explained my situation, but without the horrors, which I may only surmise. It would shock and frighten her to death were I to expose my heart to her. Should the letters not carry, then the Count shall not yet know of my secret or of the extent of my knowledge. I have given the letters. I threw them through the bars of my window with a gold piece and made what signs I could to have them posted. The man who took them pressed them to his heart and bowed and then put them up his rump. He then danced around like a chicken. And then he jumped off a cliff and (laughs) and said, fuck you, (laughs) bye-bye. put them in his cap. I could do no more, and I stole back to the study and began to read. As the Count did not come in, I have written here. The Count has come, all over my chest and neck. (laughs) (laughs) The Count has come. He sat down beside me and said, in his smoothest voice, as he opened two letters, The Zygony has given me these, of which, though I know not whence they come, I shall, of course, take care, see? He must have looked at it. One is from you, to my friend Peter Hawkins, the other. Here he caught sight of the strange symbols as he opened the envelope, and the dark look came into his face, and his eyes blazed wickedly. The other is a vile thing, an outrage upon friendship and hospitality. It, it, it is not signed. Well, so you cannot matter to us. And he calmly held the letter and envelope in the flame of the lamp till they were consumed. Then he went on. The letter to Hawkins that I shall, of course, send on, since it is yours. Your letters are sacred to me. Your pardon, my friend, that unknowingly I did break the seal. Will you not cover it again? He held out the letter to me, and with a courteous bow, handed me a clean envelope. I could only read direct it, and hand it to him in silence. When he went out of the room, I could hear the key turn softly. A minute later, I went over and tried it, and the door was locked. When an hour or two after, the Count came quietly into the room. His coming awakened me, for it was loud. (laughs) (laughs) I slop around, because my feet are really slimy. (laughs) For I had gone to sleep on the sofa. He was very courteous and very cheery in his manner, and seeing that I had been sleeping, he said, So, my friend, That is not what he said. <laughs> yes, it is. Sorry, so, I'm my full friend. of virgins down. <laughs> Wait, what? I've had two virgins tonight, and it gives me a little bit of gas. 
So, my friend, are you tired? Get to bed. You just walked in and woke him up, and then you're like, get the fuck back in bed, bitch. Mm-hmm. There is surest rest. I may not have the pleasure of talk tonight, since there are many labors to me. But you will sleep, I pray. I passed to my room and went to bed. And strange to say, slept without dreaming. Despair has its own calms. 31st May. This morning I, I woke. When I woke, I thought I would provide myself with some paper and envelopes from my bag and keep them in my pockets, so that I might write in case I should get an opportunity. But again, a surprise. Again, a shock. Every scrap of paper was gone. And I'm with sorry, it, I have made a big mess last night and I need to use the paper to wipe it all off. With God it, damn it. All my notes, my memoranda. I'm starting the new thing called butt art, where I wipe my button to, and hang no, it on the not wall. Even going to listen to you. <laughs> Get away from I'm me, you filthy thing! <laughs> Relating to railways and travel, my letter of credit, in fact, all that might be useful to me, to me were I once outside the castle. I sat and pondered a while, and then some thought occurred to me, and I made search of my portmanteau, and in the wardrobe where I had placed my clothes. The suit in which I had travelled was gone, and also my overcoat and rug. I could Wasn't find no trace of them it? anywhere. It still looked like some new scheme. Of villainy. Is that some old-fashioned version of needing the towel? Yeah. Like in, in Douglas Adams' books? 17th, June. This morning I was sitting at the edge of my bed, cudgeling my brains. <laughs> I heard without... What? It was cud- Wait, doesn't that mean hitting yourself? Yes. I heard without a cracking of whips and pounding and scraping of horses, feet up the rocky path beyond the courtyard. With joy I hurried to the window and saw drive into the yard two great liter wagons, each drawn by eight sturdy horses, and at the e- at the head of each pair a Slovak, with his wide hat, great nail-studded belt, dirty sheepskin, and high boots. They had also their long staves in hand. I ran to the door, intending to descend and try and join them through the main hall, as I thought that might be opened for them. Again a shock. My door was fastened on the outside. God damn it. Then I ran to the window and cried to them. They looked up at me stupidly and pointed. But just then the hetmen of the Zagni came out, and seeing them pointing to my window, said something at which they laughed. Henceforth no effort of mine, no piteous cry. <laughs> it's so funny that they have somebody <laughs> trapped inside of that castle. <laughs> I hope you suck all you, his you blood out through his dick. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I am actually actively trying to eliminate that word from my from my my vocabulary. Which, so I apologize. Which people. which word was that? Good. Well, you're gonna hear it. Okay. Thing, so I'm not repeating it. It's okay. the R word. Make them look at me. They re- re- resolutely turned away. The liter wagons contained great square boxes with handles of thick rope. These were evidently empty by the evidently empty by the ease of which the Slovaks handled them, and by I'm the still laughing at you resonance as they were roughly moved when they were all unloaded and packed. And a great heap in one corner of the yard. The Slovaks were given some money by the Zagni, and they s- and spitting on it for luck, lazily went each to his horse, horse's head. Shortly afterwards, I heard the cracking of their whips die away in the distance. June twenty fourth. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Before morning last night, the Count left me early and locked himself in his own room. As soon as I dared, I ran up the winding stair and looked out of the window, which was open, which was open south. I thought I would watch for the Count, for there is something going on. The Zagni are quartered somewhere in the castle, or are doing work of some kind, I know it. For now, 
now and then I hear, I know it for now and then I hear a the far foundation away is sound. correct God as of Maddock and Spade and whatever it is it must be the end of some ruthless villainy I had been to the window somewhat less than half an hour when I saw something coming out of the Count's window I drew back and watched carefully and saw the whole man emerge it was a new shock to me to find that he had he had on the suit of clothes which I had worn whilst traveling here <laughs> and slung <laughs> over his shoulder fit, even with my saggy old butt. <laughs> the terrible bag which I had seen the women take away there could be no doubt as to his quest and in my garb too this it's then you that did it <laughs> is his new scheme of evil that he will allow others to see me as they think so that he may both leave evidence that I have been seen in towns or villages posting my own letters and that my wicked and that any wickedness which he shall he may do shall by the local people be attra- attributed to me makes me rage to think that this can go on and whilst I am shut up here a veritable prisoner but without that protection of law which is, is even a criminal's right and consolation I thought I would you know watch you what I'm gonna do I'm gonna start a harem down there in your name <laughs> with what <laughs> I will take the girls of the town mm-hmm. <laughs> and corral them in a barn. I thought I would watch the Count's return and for a long time sat doggedly at the window. And I began to notice that there were some quaint little specks floating in the rays of the moonlight. They were like the tiniest grains of dust and they whirled around and gathered in clusters in a nebulous sort of way. I watched them with a sense of soothing and a sort of calm stole over me. I leaned back in the embrasure in a more comfortable position so that I could enjoy more fully the aerial gallery. Something made me mm, start that's up. That's an interesting... Wait, 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 wait. Hold mm. on. Come on. We can stop for a second. I want to see... What are you see... doing? You're looking up gambling? Gambling? Yeah. Um, An act of running or jumping out playfully? Mm-hmm. Huh. I will use that. Oh, shit. Now I think it is. <laughs> Something yeah, made okay. me start up. A low, piteous howling of dogs somewhere far below in the valley, which was hidden from my sight. Hi, my name is Shaq. Louder. I'm Shaq. <laughs> I'm howling at I'm the I'm a vampire moon. now. Woo. Okay, I don't know what oh, kind no, of... I'm a werewolf. I don't know oh. what kind of vampire sounds vampires make. I was wondering if you wanted to buy my lickety split. <laughs> I felt myself struggling to awake to some call of my instincts. Nay, my very soul was struggling, and my half-remembered sensibilities were striving to answer answer the call. I was becoming hypnotized. Quicker and quicker danced the dust. The, the moonbeams seemed to quiver as they went by me into into the mass of gloom beyond. More and more they gathered till they seemed to take dim phantom shapes. And then I started, broad awake and in full possession of my senses, and ran screaming from the place. The phantom shapes, which were becoming coming gradually materialized from the moonbeams were those of the three ghostly women to whom I was doomed. I fled and felt somewhat safer in my own room where there was no moonlight and where the lamp was burning brightly. When a couple of hours had passed, I had heard something stirring in the Count's room, something like a sharp wail quickly suppressed, and then there was silence. Ow! God damn it! Deep, awful silence, which chilled me. With a beating heart, I tried the door, but I, I was locked in my prison and could do nothing. I sat down and simply cried. As I sat, I heard the sound of a, in the courtyard, uh, in the courtyard without, the agonized cry of a woman. I rushed to the window and throwing it, throwing it up, peered out between the bars. There indeed was a woman with disheveled hair, holding her hands over her heart as one distressed with running. She was leaning oh, no. against a corner of the gateway. <laughs> when, he, when she saw my face at the window, she threw herself forward and shouted in a voice laden with menace. Not, 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 yeah. Monster, give me back my child. 
hold it. She threw herself on her knees and raised up her hands, cried the same words and tones which <coughs> wrung my heart. Then she tore her hair and beat her breast and abandoned herself to all the violences of extravagant that was my emotion. Dinner. Finally, she threw herself forward, and though I could not see her, I could hear the beating of her naked hands against the door. Somewhere Give high overhead, probably on the tower, I heard the voice of the Count calling in his harsh, metallic whisper. His ah. call seemed to be answered from far and wide by the howling of wolves. Before many minutes had passed, a pack of them oh. poured like a pent-up dam when liberated through the wide entrance into the courtyard. There was no cry from the woman, and the howling of the wolves was but short. Before long, they streamed away sling- singingly, licking their lips. I could not pity her, for I knew I knew, I knew now what had become of her child, and she was better dead. What shall I do? What can I do? How can I escape from this dreadful thing of night and gloom and fear? June 25th. Nothing happened. No. June 25th morning. No man knows till he has suffered from the night her, how sweet and how dear to his heart and I the morning can be. When the sun grew so high this morning that it struck the top of the great gate, gateway opposite my window, the high spot which it touched seemed to me as if the dove from the ark had lighted there. My fear fell for me as if it had been a vaporous garment. That never actually happened. A shush. A garment which dissolved in the warmth. Yeah, take- that's the thing that I'm going to deny. After all the other <laughs> stuff that's happened in the story I'm like that biblical stuff never happened (laughs) Count Manny is real but you know last night one of my post stated letters went to post the first of that fatal series which is to blot out the very traces of my existence from the earth let me not think of it action it has always been at night time that I have been molested or threatened or in some way in danger fear (laughs) I've not yet seen like me tickling your butt (laughs) (laughs) I have not yet seen the count in the daylight can it be that he's sleeps when others wake, and he may be awake whilst they sleep. If I could only get into his room, there's no possible way. The door is always locked. No way for me. Yes, there is a way, if one dares to take it. Where his body has gone, why not another body go? I have seen him myself crawl from his window. Why should I not imitate him and go in by his window? The chances are desperate, but my need is more desperate still. I shall risk it. At the worst, it can only be death. That means that the Count is literally he's, he's waking up every morning well, he's waking up early enough to make, or he's he's staying up all night to make him to make him breakfast. Yeah, yeah. He and gets up early enough. Who's making him, him lunch? Yeah, I don't know about lunch. He's never mentioned it. He's going. He's going into. He's going. He's like, make it yourself, asshole. <laughs> and uh, let's see. I shall risk it. At the worst, it can only be death, but a man's death. But and a man's death is not a calf's. And the dreaded hereafter may still be open to me. God help me in my task. Goodbye, Mina. If I fail, goodbye, my faithful friend and second father. Goodbye, all. And last of all, Mina. I think I said goodbye to twice. How about Mina Mina twice? Yeah. Same day. Later. I have made the effort, and God helping me have come safely back to this room. I must put down every detail in order whilst my courage was fresh straight to the window. Wait. Whilst... Isn't it a sheer drop outside of the window? No. I I thought it fell into a cat... into a, it a does cavern fa- yeah, the it does castle. fall into a cavern, yeah. And at once, mm. let's see, do, 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 my courage was fresh, straight to the window on the south side, and at once got outside on the narrow ledge of stone which runs around the building on this side. The stones are big and roughly cut, and the mortar has, by process of time, been washed away between them. I took off my boots and ventured out onto, on the desperate way. I looked down once, so I 
was to make sure that a sudden glimpse of the awful depth would not overcome me, but after that kept my eyes away from it. I knew pretty well the direction and distance of the Count's window, and made for it as well as I could, having regard to the opportunities available. I did not feel dizzy, I suppose I was too excited, and the time seemed ridiculously short till I found myself standing on the window sill and trying to raise up the sash. I was filled with agitation, however, when I bent down and, s- and slid feet foremost in through the window. Then I looked around for the Count, <laughs> but with su- <laughs> surprise and gladness made a discovery. The room was empty. It was barely furnished with odd things which seemed to have never been used. The f- furniture was something the same style as that in the south rooms and was covered with dust. I looked for the key, but it was not in the, in the lock, and I could not find it anywhere. The only thing I found was a great heap of gold in one corner. Gold Look of all I kinds. <laughs> Roman and British and Australian and Hungarian and Greek and Turkish money, covered with a film of dust as though it had lain long in the ground. None of that, none of it that I had noticed was less than 300 years old. There were also chains and ornaments, some jeweled, but all of them old and stained. Um, I said Australian, what I meant was Austrian. Sorry. Australia is not, What's is not the 300 difference? years old. At one corner of the room was a heavy door. I tried it, for since I could not find the key of the room or the key of the outer door, which was the main object of my search, I must make further examination. Or well, all of my efforts my butt. would have been in vain. It was open and led through a stone passage to a You ever circular... seen one guy, one key? That's a viral video from it last is not. year. <laughs> Shut your mouth, you filthy vampire! <laughs> I ripped it out and goddamn it, did it hurt? Passage to a circular stairway which went steeply down, I descended, minding carefully where I went, for the stairs were dark, being lit only by loopholes in this heavy masonry. At the bottom there was a dark tunnel like passage, through which came a deathly, sickly odor. The odor of old earth newly turned. As I went through the passage, the smell grew closer and heavier. At last I pulled open a heavy door which stood ajar and found Sorry. myself in an old ruined chapel, which had evidently been used as a graveyard. The roof was broken, and in two places were, were steps leading to the vaults. But the ground had recently been dug over, and the earth placed in great wooden boxes, manifestly those which had been brought by the Slovaks. I like there to was, play in the mud. There was nobody about, and I made search for any further outlet, but there was none. Then I went over every inch of the ground so as not to lose a chance. I went down even into the vaults, where the dim light struggled, although to do so was a dread to my very soul. Into these two I went, but saw nothing except fragments of old coffins and piles of dust. In the, in the third, however, I made a discovery. There, in one of the great boxes, of which there were fifty in all, on a pile of newly dug earth lay the Count. <coughs> he, he was either dead or asleep. I could not say which, for the eyes were open and stony, but without the glassiness of death, and the cheeks had the warmth of life through all their pallor. The lips were as red as ever, but there was no sign of movement, no pulse, no breath, no beating of the heart. I bent over him and tried to find any sign of life but in vain. He could not have lain there long, for the earth, earthy smell would have passed away in a few hours. By the side of the box was its cover, pierced with holes here and there. I thought he might <laughs> you have... You gotta let me have air me. while I'm in the box, <laughs> just like a rat. <laughs> but I went to search, I saw the dead eyes, and in them, dead though they were, such a look of hate, though unconscious of me or my presence, that I fled from the place, and leaving the Count's room by the window, crawled again up the castle wall, regaining my room, I threw myself, panting upon the bed, and tried to think. This is actually kind of scary. A little like, bit. I, j- 
just it. I mean, it's not and not just the finding of the count, which you knew that that was going to happen, but mm-hmm. the fact the crawling down the side of a fucking castle into yeah. a window, and then you're like, "There's nothing in this fucking room," so you keep going down, <laughs> and, and down. there's just there's just more and more crazy, not not crazy shit, but dark shit. Yeah, and having to like he's got nothing. Like at this point, he's got nothing left to fight for. No, like, he's, he's got nothing trapped. left to lose, so he's, he's okay with me. He's like, yeah. "Okay," and it didn't happen all at once. It was it was fed to us in little bits and pieces, right? So it's yeah. like as soon as we get used to this one thing, oh, he ate a baby. We get to the next thing, oh, he sleeps in dirt. <laughs> And back I, back when all this lore wasn't necessarily common knowledge nope, either. No, nope. June tw- twenty nine June. Today is the date of my last letter, letter, and the count has taken steps to prove that it was gentleman genuine. For again, I saw him leave the castle by the same window and in my clothes as he went down the wall lizard fashion. I wished I had a gun or some lethal weapon that I might destroy him, but I feared that no weapon wrought alone by man's hand would have any effect on him. I dared not wait to see him return, for I feared to see those weird sisters. I came back to the library oh, and read there until I fell. I was awakened by the Count, who looked at me as grimly as a man can look as he said, Tomorrow, my friend, we must part. You return to your beautiful England. I, too, some work which may have such an end that we may never meet. Your letter home has been dispatched. Tomorrow, I shall not be there, but all shall be ready for your journey. In the morning come the Sigony, who have some labors I could never get it, even after like 5,000 years. I don't know. God damn it. We'll have some labors of their own here. And also, have come the Slovaks. When they have gone, <clears throat> my carriage shall Again? come for you. <laughs> and shall bear... I, I had a hot dog before I got on the phone with you. <laughs> was that literally a dog? Did you yeah, suck the blood little, out I, of it? I literally... I went to Cumberland... I went to Cumberland Farms on the way home, got myself a soda, and got myself a hot dog off the roller. Oh, God. I can taste it right now. I can taste it well, right You're going to taste it for the next three days. I love hot dogs. Mm-hmm. In the morning... In the morning come the Zygony, who have some labors in their own here, and also come the Slovaks. When they have gone, my carriage shall come for you, and, and shall bear you to the Borgo Pass, where then you will meet Gandalf, who will hold his staff aloft to go, ah! <laughs> I know, it's the Vorgal, is it Vorgal Pass? Yeah. The Morgul, yeah. The Morgul Pass, whatever, just add a different letter, it's the Zorgo Pass, for all I care, to meet in the diligence from Bukovania and Bisquick, but I am in the hopes that I shall see more of you at Castle Dracula. I suspected him, and determined to test his sincerity. Sincerity. It seems like a profanation of the word to write it in connection with this monster. So, asked him, point blank. Why may I not go tonight? Because, dear sir, my coachman and horses are away on a mission. But I would walk with pleasure. I want to get away at once. He smiled such a soft, smooth, diabolical smile that I knew there was some trick behind his smoothness. He said, And your baggage? I don't care about it. I can send for it some other time. The Count stood up and said, with a sweet courtesy which made me rub my eyes. It seems so real. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is it with you? You sneak out, you, you kidnap a baby, you mail some letters, and then you eat a, a fucking half ton of hot dogs. My, my mom made me hot dogs for dinner. Fuck you, you disgusting, disgusting Transylvanian. <laughs> 
You English have a saying which is close to my heart, for its for its spirit is that which rules your boyars. Welcome the coming, speed the parting guest. Come with me, my dear young friend. Not an hour shall you wait in my house against your will. So sad am I at your going, and that you so suddenly desire it. Come. With a stately gravity, he, with the I'm lamp, floating. <laughs> preceded me down the stairs and along the hall. Suddenly, he stopped. Hark! Close at hand came the howling of many wolves. It was almost as if the sound sprang up at the rising of his hand, just as the music of a great orchestra seems to leap under the baton of, a, of the conductor. After a pause of moment, he proceeded in his stately way to the door, drew back the ponderous bolts, unhooked the heavy chains, and began to draw it open. <laughs> to my intense astonishment, I saw that it the was unlocked. stood shack. <laughs> <laughs> Suspiciously, I looked all around, but could see no key of any kind. As the door began to open, the howling of the wolves grew louder and angrier. Their red jaws with champing teeth and blunt clawed feet as they leapt came in I through the open door. I now too. I knew then what I knew then that to struggle at the moment against the count was useless. With such allies as these at his command, I could do nothing. But still, the door continued to slowly open, and only the count's body stood in the gap. Suddenly, it struck struck me that this might be the moment and means of my doom. I was Finally. to be given to the wolves, and at, at my own instigation, there was a diabolical wickedness in the idea great enough for the count. And at last, and at last, chance, I cried out, "Shut the door! I shall wait till morning." And covered my face with my hands to hide my tears of bitter disappointment. With one sweep of his powerful arm, the count drew the door shut, and the great bolts clanged and echoed through the hall as they shot back into their places. In silence, we returned to the library, and after a minute or two, I went to my room. The last I saw of the count Dracula was his kiss was his kissing his hand to me with a red. He literally blew him a go. kiss. He blew him Fuck a face. fucking kiss. <laughs> Fuck face. He literally went. Well, bye bye. <laughs> 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 Hold on, I will make hospital corners before I leave. With a red light of I triumph. still cannot stop laughing about the idea <laughs> of him making a bed. That is the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> with a red light of triumph in his eyes and with a smile that Judas and Hell might be proud of. When I was in my room and about to lie down, I thought I heard a whispering at my door. I went to it softly and listened. <laughs> Unless my ears deceived me, I heard the voice of the Count. Back! Back to your own place! Your time is not yet come. Wait, have patience. Tonight is mine. Tomorrow night is yours. Mom, yes. fix me some fucking spaghettios, bitch. There was a low, sweet ripple of laughter, and in a rage, I threw open the door and saw without the three terrible wi- women licking their lips. As I as I appeared, they all joined in a horrible laugh and ran away. <laughs> I came oh back. goodness, we are laughing in joy. <laughs> I came back to my room and threw myself on my knees. It is then so near the end. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Lord, help me and those those to whom I am dear. June thirtieth morning. <laughs> Still alive. These may be my last words I ever write in this diary. I slept till just before dawn, and well, when I awoke, or when I woke, threw myself on my knees, for I determined that if death came, he should find me ready. At last, I felt that subtle change in the air. I knew that the morning had come. Then came the welcome cockcrow, and I felt that I was safe. With a glad heart, I opened my door and ran down into the hall. I had seen that that door was unlocked, and now escape was before me. With hands that trembled with eagerness, I unhooked the chains and drew back the massive bolts. But 
but the door would not move. Despair seized me. Fucking door. I pulled and pulled at the door and shook it till, uh, and shook it till, massive as it was, it rattled in its casement. I could see the bolt shot. It had been locked after I had left the count. Then a wild desire took me to obtain that key at any risk, and I determined then and there to scale the wall again and gain the count's room. He might kill me, but death now seemed the happier choice of evils. Without a pause, I rushed up to the east window and scrambled down the wall, as before, into the count's room. It was empty, but that was as I expected. I could not see a key anywhere, but the heap of gold remained. I went went through the door in the corner and down the winding stair and along the dark passage to the old chapel. I knew now, I knew now well enough where to find the monster I, I sought. The great box was in the same place, closer against the wall, <laughs> but the lid was laid on it, not fastened down, but with but with the nails ready in their places to be hammered down. I knew I must reach the body for the key, so I raised the lid and laid it uh, back against the wall, and then I saw something which filled my very soul with horror. There laid the count, but looking as if his youth had been half renewed, for the white hair and mustache were changed <laughs> to dark iron gray. The cheeks were fuller. <laughs> Shut up, Manny. <laughs> uh. Great, thanks, Manny. The cheeks were fuller, and the white skin seemed ruby red underneath. The mouth was redder than ever, for on the lips were gouts of fresh blood, which trickled from the corners of the mouth and ran over the blood chin and neck. Cord. Even the deep burning eyes seemed set amongst swollen flesh, for the lids and pouches underneath were bloated. It seemed as if the whole awful creature was simply gorged with blood. He lay like a filthy leech, exhausted with his his repletion. I shudders as I bent over to touch him, and every sense in me revolted at the Contact, but I had to search. I was lost. The coming night might see my own body a banquet in a similar way to those horrid three. I felt all over the body, but no Ooh, sign could I find of the boobies. key. Then I stopped and looked at the count. There was a <laughs> mocking <laughs> smile on the bloated face, which seemed to drive me mad. This was the being I was hoping to transfer to London, where, perhaps, for centuries to come, he might, amongst its teeming millions, satiate his lust for blood and create a new and ever-widening circle of semi-demons to bat upon the helpless. The very thought drove me mad. A terrible desire came upon me to rid the world of such a monster. There was no lethal weapon at hand, but I seized a shovel. That'll do it. I seized yeah. a shovel. As long as which... he slices off his head, right? Yep. And then drives the, the well, we'll see. No, I think if you sever the head, then it's pretty much over, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, well, you have I to think, do both. I think that the staking is the staking, the, the severing of the head is the overkill. Mm-hmm. Just in case. There was no lethal weapon at hand. I seized the shovel, which the workman had been using to fill the cases, and Lifting it high, struck with the edge downward at the hateful face. But as I did so, the head turned, and the eyes fell full upon me, with all of their blaze of basilisk horror. The, the sight seemed to paralyze me, and the shovel turned in my hand and glanced from the face, merely making a deep gash above the forehead. The shovel fell from my hand across the box, and as I pulled it away, the flange of the blade caught the edge of the lid, which fell over again and hid the horrid thing from my sight. The last glimpse I had was of the bloated blood-stained face and fixed with a grin of malice which <laughs> would have held its own in the me. nethermost of hell. I thought and thought what should be my next move but my brain seemed on fire and I waited with a despairing feeling growing over me. As I waited I heard in the distance a gypsy song sung by merry voices coming closer and through their song the rolling of heavy wheels and the cracking of whips the Zagni and the Slovaks of whom the Count had spoken were coming with a last look around and at the box which contained 
contained the vile body, I ran from the place and gained the Count's room, determined to rush out the moment the door should be opened. With straining ears I listened, and heard the downstairs, the grinding of the key in the great lock, and the falling back of the heavy door. There must have been some other means of entry, or someone had a key for one of the locked doors. You know then... what it is? You want to know what's the key? <laughs> there came Maybe the you don't want to know what the key is. <laughs> of many feet, tramping and dying away Boy, in some uh, passage, uh, which sent up a clanging echo. I turned to run down, down again towards the vault, where I might find the new entrance. But at the moment, there seemed to come a violent puff of wind, and the door to the winding stair blew to within a shock, within a shock that set the dust from the lintels flying. When I ran to push it open, I found that it was hopelessly fast. I was again a prisoner, and the net of doom was closing around me more closely. As I write, as I write, there is in the passage below a sound of many tramping feet and the crash of weights being set down heavily. Doubtless the boxes with their freight freight of earth. There is a sound of hammering. It is the box being nailed down. Now I can hear the heavy feet tramping along the hall, with many other idle feet coming behind them. The door is shut, and the chains rattle. There's a grinding of the key in the lock. I can hear the key withdraw. Then another door opens and shuts. I hear the creaking of lock and bolt. <laughs> Hark in the courtyard, and down the rocky way, the roll of the heavy wheels, the crack of whips, and the chorus of the Zegni as they pass into the distance. I'm alone in the castle with those awful women. Ugh, Mina is a woman, and there is not in common. Oh, yeah. She's they got are, a vagina. They are devils of the pit. I shall not remain alone with them. I shall try to scale the we wall We have vaginas, too. Than I have ever yet attempted. I shall gold take some vaginas. of the gold with me, lest I want it later. I might find a way from this dreadful place. And then away from... And then away for home. Away to the quickest and nearest train. Away from this cursed spot. <coughs> From this cursed land, where the devil and his children still walk with earthly feet. At least God's mercy is better than that of these monsters, and the precipice is steep and high. At its foot, a man may sleep as a man. Goodbye, all. Mina! Alright, so we're at an hour. Are we? Yeah. But would you like, should we read a little more? I am not reading a little bit more, and now we gotta switch, because now it's Mina. I shall read. No, <laughs> no we're not going to read. Ex- uh, hold on. Excuse me. Why? Yeah, I got it. There we go. That's the perfect voice. No, it's not. We're not reading it, no more. We're, what? My throat's oh, tired. Yeah, but I'll read it. You're going to read Mina? Yeah, why not? Okay, then I get to do the voices. <laughs> for the, for <laughs> when you speak. What? Yeah, but it, I can tell you that Count Dracula doesn't speak again for the next, like, eight chapters. I don't care. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Hi. Chapter 5. Letter from Miss Mina Murray to Miss Lucy Westerna. 9 May. <laughs> I was going to say, Miss Dearest Lucy. <laughs> okay, hold on. My dearest Lucy, forgive my long delay in writing, but I have been simply overwhelmed with work. The life of an assistant schoolmistress is sometimes trying. I am longing to be with you oh. by the sea, where we can talk together and build our castles in the air. I have been looking, I have been working hard lately uh, because I want to keep up with Jonathan's, Jonathan's studies, and I have been practicing shorthand very astutely. Astutiously. Assiduously. Acidophilus. Acidophilus comes in a pill that you take, and it helps you digest your food. See, I'm learning. I'm not just going to be a housewife, you know. When we are married, I should be able to use, uh, I should be able to be useful to Jonathan. I'm sorry. Uh, and if I stenograph well, I can take down what he wants to say this way and write it out for him on the typewriter, at which I am so practicing very hard. 
He and I sometimes write letters in shorthand, and he is keeping a stenographic journal of his travels abroad. When I am with you, I shall keep a diary in the same way, because when we're together, you know it really is. You don't want anyone, just anyone to find out what we're doing. He and Lucy. <laughs> we know where the clitoris is. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean one of those two page, uh, two pages to the week with Sunday squeezed in a corner diaries, but a sort of journal which I can write in whenever I feel inclined. I do not suppose there will be much interest to other people, but it is not intended for them. I shall, I may show it to Jonathan some day if there is in it anything worth sharing. But it is really an exercise book. I shall try to do what all the lady, what I see lady journalists doing, interviewing and writing descriptions and trying to remember conversations. I can't remember much because I have no brains because I'm, an, I'm a 19th century woman. Barely remember uh, my own name. What's my name again? Weena? Yes. Weena. Weena. That's my name. Come see my Weena. <sighs> I am told with a little practice one can remember all that goes on or one, or one hears said during the day. However, we shall see. I will tell you of my little plans when we meet. Mm-hmm. I have just had a few hurried lines from Jonathan from Transylvania. He is well, but will be returning in about a week. I am uh, longing to hear all his news. It must be nice to see strange countries. <coughs> I wonder if we, I mean Jonathan and I, shall ever see them together. There is the ten o'clock bell ringing. Goodbye, your loving. Tell me all the news when you write. You have not told me anything for a long time. I hear rumors, especially of a tall, handsome, curly-haired man. Letty, letter. I'm going to read. My turn, my turn. No, letter. Lucy Westerner to Mina Murray. Stop it. We're we're switching. Letter. Lucy Westerner to Mina Murray. Oh, I should have thought of that one. Chatham Street, Wednesday. My dearest Mina, I must say you tax me very unfairly with being a bad correspondent. I wrote to you twice since we parted, and your last letter was only your second, you fucking twat. Besides, I have nothing to tell you. There is really nothing to interest you. The town is very pleasant just now, and we go and we go a good deal to picture galleries and for walks and for rides in the park. As to the tall, curly-haired man, mm-hmm. I suppose it was the one who was with me at the last pop. Oh, that's what I call when he sticks it in quick. A pop! Into my butthole! Someone has evidently been telling tales. There was Mr. Homewood. He I absolutely com- did not poop on the floor. <laughs> he often comes to see us. Yes, you did. I stuck my fingers in your butthole. <laughs> And he and Mama... He's not here. He and Mama get on very Yes, he well. is, actually. Technically, he is. It's May. He's not here yet. He doesn't leave oh, until June. He's quick. No, he's Manny not there is yet. quick. He is quick as the sun. He, he is faster than light. backwards through time. He hasn't <laughs> left Transylvania yet. If you, you travel faster than the speed of light, you are going backwards in time. That's actually so true. So that's his new vampire power? <laughs> traveling faster than the speed of light? <laughs> yes. And I don't uh, become massive. Einstein was wrong. That was Mr. And he and Mama get on very well together. They have so many things to talk about in common, like they're both women or something. We met some time ago a man that would this just... This book does not pass the Benchdell test. <laughs> nor does it do for you. If you are not already engaged to Jonathan, he's an excellent party, being handsome, well, well off and good birth. He's a doctor and really Big clever. Big meat, giant meat, flapping all around. When it gets hard, it's just like a rod and it's fucking... Just, mm, comes out of my mouth. Just 
Fancy! He's only nine and twenty, and he has an immense lunatic asylum all under his own care. Mr. Homewood introduced him to me, and he called me here, Tass, and often comes now. I think he is one of the most resolute men I've ever saw, and yet the most calm. He seems absolutely imperturbable. I can fancy what a wonderful power he must have over his patients. He has a curious habit of looking one straight in the face, as if trying to read one's thoughts. He tries this on very much with me, but I flatter myself he's got a tough nut Cause to Because they're not actually thinking anything. And ha ha! <laughs> really tried to crack that totten, tough nut of his. I know what that from my glass... I know that from my glass. Do you ever try to read your own face? I do, because I'm balmy. <laughs> When I look in the mirror, I see nothing but a blank slate Uh, and a screaming void. (laughs) I I think it'd be better if she was the one that burped really often. She's like, like, look at me, I'm so pretty. And I can tell you, it is not a bad study and gives you more trouble than you can well fancy if you ever tried it. He says that I can afford him on a curious psychological study and I humbly think I do. I do not, as you know, take sufficient interest in dresses or in dress to be able to describe the new fashion. Yeah, that's right, I like to go out naked. Dress is a bore. That is, that is slang again, but never mind. Arthur says that every day. There, it's all out. Mina, we have told you our secrets to each other since we are children. We have slept together. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, uh, I guess we have then. And eaten together. That's all. Oh, eaten boy. each other out, yes. And laughed and cried together. Now, though I've spoken, I would and like to speak more. And a plane flew by. Oh, Mina, couldn't you guess? I love him. I am blushing as I write this. For although I think he loves me. He has not told me so in so many words. But oh, mean I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. <laughs> there, that does me good. I wish I was here with you, dear. Sitting by the fire, undressing. Holy shit. <laughs> That's really what I it think says, he is too. heavily implying that they're lesbians. I <laughs> I think half the people that read this in the 1800s stopped to masturbate. All the guys were like, well, excuse me, wait, wait. Excuse me, dear wife, I must go to the, use the restroom. I'm just going to take this book with me. Thank it you very much. seems that she's taking off her knickers in front of another young girl. <laughs> and they both seem to be mutually enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Mm. As we used to sit and I would try to tell you what I feel. I do not know how I'm writing this evening. I feel you. something slimy between you and Sir Hyde. I'm afraid to stop, or I should tear up the letter, and I don't want to stop, for I do so want to tell you all. Let me hear from you at once, and tell me all that you think about it, Mina. I must stop. Good night. Bless me in your prayers, and Mina, pray for my happiness. Lucy. P.S. I need not tell you this is a secret. Good night again. L. Oh, God. I can't do this voice all night. It's going to destroy me. Letter to Lucy Westerner to Mina Murray, 24 May. My dearest Mina, thanks and thanks and thanks again for your sweet letter. It was snowed, no, it was snowed, it was filled with cocaine. It was so nice to be able to tell you and have your sympathy, my dear, if it ever rains but pours. How true the old perverts were. <laughs> Proverbs. <laughs> Proverbs, I'm sorry. I mean, perverts. 
<laughs> Here am I, who shall be twenty in September, and yet I never had a proposal till today. Not a real proposal. Today I had three. Just fancy three proposals in one day. It isn't awful. I feel really and truly sorry for the poor two fellows. Actually, I'm going to marry all three of them so I can have three flavors of coffee. Isn't that scandalous? She's so mm. scandalous. Oh, Mina, I am so happy. I don't know what to do to myself. Do it. Do to myself. Do to myself. <laughs> I will do it to myself. Oh, right, where should I stick it tonight? <laughs> I'm so big I can fit my fist in there. It's my coin purse. <laughs> Patang <laughs> And three proposals, but for goodness sake, don't tell any of the girls or they will be getting all sorts of extra extravagant ideas and imagining themselves injured and slighted and if their very first day home they did not get six at least. Some girls are so vain. You and I, Mina dear, who are engaged and going to settle down soon soberly into old married women can despise vanity. Well, I must tell you about the three. But you must keep a secret, dear, from everyone, just like all the other secrets I've told you about when I touched you down there and <laughs> drove my finger in and then I found a quarter. Stop it. <laughs> I will tell you about the ping pong balls. <laughs> oh, no, they wouldn't have had those then. They probably, no, they would have had those then. They just... Maybe they would have done it with um, um, pool cues. They had them back then. Pool cues, yeah. No, not pool cues. They had dildos back then. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Cue balls. They were made of ivory. <laughs> the whole cue ball. Just right think, Mina. Four months ago, this was walking on the African savanna, and now it's up my cooch. <laughs> the story's so good, I broke the ivory off in my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> All right, come on. Dude. I will not tell her husband everything. Don't you think so, dear? And I must be fair. Men like women, certainly. Their wives uh, to be quite as fair as they are. And women, I'm afraid, are not always quite as fair as they should be. Well, my dear, number one just came before lunch. And then I hid him in the closet with all my dirty, filthy nappies in there. And then the second one came in. And <laughs> Jason's like, Jesus Christ. You better not start telling this fucking joke. <laughs> Huh, and every and then he said every time I got hungry I ate a jelly donut. <laughs> uh, well, my where dear, were we? one just came before lunch. It's your turn. My throat fucking is killing me. Yeah, mine is too. You want to stop? I told you of him, dear John Seward, the lunatic asylum man, the strong John, the good forehead. He was very cool outwardly, but he was nervous all the time. He evidently had been schooling himself as to all sorts of little things and remembering them. But he almost managed to sit down on his silk hat, which men don't generally do when they are cool. And then, when he wanted to appear at least, he kept playing with a lancet in a way that made me nearly Ooh. scream. Ooh. He spoke to me, me 
Mina very straightforwardly. He hey, told me how hey, dear baby. I was to him, yeah. though he had known me you like that, don't you? so little, and what his life would be with me to help and cheer him. He was going to tell me I how I said any of this shit. I literally be. said, sit on my cock. That's what I said. If I now she's lying to you. care for him, but when he saw me cry, he said that he was a brute and would not add to my present trouble. Then he broke off and asked if I could love him in time, and when I shook my head, his hands trembled, and he kind of choked me a little bit, and then he stopped himself. Then he shot himself full of heroin. Oh, God, I feel so good now. And then, with some hesitation, he asked me... Every caller is Jeff. (laughs) If I cared, I cared already for anyone else. These guys play a big role later in the book, so you might want to rethink that. He put it very nicely, saying that he did not want to wring my confidence from me, but only to know because if a woman's heart was was free, a man might have to hope. And then, Mina, I felt sort of duty to tell him that there was someone. I only told him that much, and then he stood up, and and he looked very... Very strong with my dirty pushing nappy, <laughs> and he took both my hands and he shoved them straight down the front of his trousers. No, he took my hands and said he hoped I would be happy. And no, I never I said that you would be happy. Friend, I said fuck you. I must count him as one of my best. Oh, me, I have a dick I... that is so big that you will never, ever, ever want any other cocks. I can't. <laughs> I can't help crying. And you must like a virgin. Excuse me for the letter. very first. Time. Being all blotted, being proposed to is all very nice and all that sort of thing, but it isn't at all ha- a happy thing when you have to see a poor fellow whom you know loves you honestly. Going I don't away love you. I just said I wanted to bang you. And to know that no matter what he may say at the moment, you are passing quite out of his life. My dear, I must stop here at present. I feel so miserable, though I am so happy. Evening. Arthur's just gone and I feel in better spirits than when I had left off. He does his thing with his fingers. Anyway, so I can tell you, go on telling you about the day. Well, my dear, number two came after lunch. Which is usual. I usually need to take a big number two right after lunch. (laughs) I think I'm eating too much cabbage. I love it. (laughs) Boiled cabbage, steamed cabbage. I just eat mouthfuls of the stuff. But then I'm on the toilet. (laughs) Sometimes the gentleman caller will come and say he wants to watch. And then I I want to watch you shake a dump. I couldn't find my wiper. I guess they had gone off someplace. (laughs) He was such a nice fellow, an American from Texas, and he looked so young and so fresh that he seems almost impossible that he'd been to so many places. I'd like to put my fingers in your pussy, too. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. You know exactly who I should turn Uh, the Texan into. I sympathize with poor Desdemona when she had such a dangerous stream poured in her ear, even by a black man. I suppose that we women are such cowards. He's he's talking about Othello. Poured in her ear, even... It's still racist. You know, that we think that a man will save us from fears and we marry him. I know now what I would do if I were a man and wanted to make a girl love me. No, I don't. Well, there was Mr. Morris telling us his stories and Arthur never told any. And yet, my dear, I am somewhat previous. Mr. Quincy P. Morris found me alone. It seems that a man always does find a girl alone. All right, all right, all right. No, he doesn't. For Arthur tried twice to make a chance and and I, helping him all I could, I am not ashamed to say it now. I must tell you before and that Mr. Morris doesn't always speak slang. That is to say, he never does so to strangers or before them, for he is really well educated and has exquisite manners. But he found out that it amused me to hear him talk American slang. And whenever I was present and there was no one to be shocked, he said such funny things. I'm afraid, my Time dear, Time is, is a flat disc. He 
has to invent it all, for it fits exactly into whatever else he has to say. But this is a way slang has. I do not know myself if I shall ever speak slang. I do not know if Arthur likes it, as I have never heard him use any as of yet. Well, Mr. Morris sat down beside me, look, and looked as happy and jolly as he could. But I could see all the same that he same. was very nervous. <laughs> he, he took my hand in his and said ever so sweetly, Miss Lucy, I know I can't, I ain't good enough to regulate the fictions of your little shoes. Oh, that's so nice. But I guess if you wait till you find a man that is, you will go to join them seven young women with the lamps when you quit. I farted. <laughs> did you hear that? You did, didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay, I'll keep reading. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> so you want to say excuse me because I'm going to read them like sweet Lucy like, I oh, farted excuse Miss me Miss Lucy I know that ain't good enough to regulate the fixes of your little shoes you won't <laughs> just you won't just hitch up alongside me and let us go down the long road together driving in double harness it was at that point that I noticed that he had let out a humongous fart that actually started to wither the flowers that were next to us. One of our puddles fell over dead. My hair caught on fire. My hair caught on fire! Well, he did look so good-humoured and so jolly that it didn't seem half so hard to refuse him as it did poor Dr. Seward. Seward, so I said as lightly as I could that I did not know anything of hitching and that I wasn't broken to harness at all yet. Then he said that he had spoken in a light manner, and I and he hoped that if he had made a mistake in doing you so think on you're so, a person. Brave, you're so momentous an occasion for him, I would forgive him. He really did look serious when he was saying it, and I couldn't help feeling a little bit serious, too. I know Mina, you will think me a horrid flirt, though I couldn't help feeling a sort of exultation that he was number two in one day. And of then, course I'm number two. God damn it. And then, my dear, before I could say a word, he began pouring out a perfect torrent of lovemaking, laying his very heart and soul at my feet. I looked so earnest over it that I shall never again think that a man must be playful as always and never earnest because he is, he is merry at times. I suppose he saw something in my face which checked him, for he saw suddenly stopped and said with a sort of manly fervor that I could have loved him for if it had only been free. Uh, this is not the same guy, is it? It is. No, it is. Lucy, you are an honest-hearted girl, I know. I should not be here speaking to you as I am now if I did not believe, uh, believe you clean grit. Right, through to the very depths of your soul. Tell me, like one good fellow to another, is there anyone else that you care for? And if there is, I'm going to fucking kill them with a razor blade. I'm going to cut their <laughs> lips off, and I'm going to cut their eyelids off, and then I'm going to slice their dick off. Okay, well, I'm going to do it with a big old knife. I'm going to shove it up their butthole and keep driving it in and out until they're nothing but hamburger on the inside. <laughs> what the fuck, Lucy? <laughs> You're mine. You're my woman, bitch. Yes, and if there is ever, uh, uh, and, and there is, I'll never trouble you in a, a hair's breadth again, but I will be if you let me. A very faithful friend with hamburger. My dear Mina, why are men so noble when we women are so little worthy of them? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking cut his, I'm gonna cut his tongue out and shove it up his asshole. 
I want you. You're my woman. Making fun of this great hearted true gentleman. I burst into tears, I'm afraid, my dear. You will think I'm this crying a very now. God damn sloppy it. letter in more ways than one. I'm going to go really smoke some meth. Very badly. How do you think I keep these abs? Why can't they let a girl marry three men? Or as many as want her and save all this trouble. Well, in some countries they do. But this is heresy, and I must not say it. I'm glad to say that, though I was crying. I was able to look into Mr. Morse's brave eyes, and I told him out straight. Yes, there is someone I love. I will there fucking is, kill him. I will fucking kill him. Yet. I will peel off his fucking skin. Then he, and then I will, I will cauterize the skin. I was right to speak to him so frankly, for quite a light came into his face, and he put out both his hands and took mine. I and think then I, I chopped them the fuck off and said, no one, you will, ev- you will never touch anyone. <laughs> and said in a hearty way, that's my brave girl. It, uh, you're better off without hands. <laughs> it's better worth being late for a chance of winning you than being in time for any girl in the world. Don't cry, my dear. If it's for me, I am a hard nut to crack, and I t- and I take it standing up, like right in the pooper. Of that. <laughs> If that other fellow does, doesn't does know his happiness, well, he'd better look for it sooner. I'll chop his fucking dick. I will heat up a fucking wire coat hanger on the stove and then shove it down the head of his cock. Oh, well, what time to <laughs> go? Well, bye-bye. <laughs> or he'll have to deal with me. Little girl, your honesty and pluck have made me a friend, and that's rare at a lover. It's more selfish anyhow. My dear, I'm going to have to look. I don't care. I'll be fucking selfish. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna cut open his bladder. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie off the end of his dick like Caligula, and then keep making him drink wine until he wants piss all over the place, and then stab him in the goddamn. This is bladder. a short monologue. Just finish the goddamn thing. Won't you give me? A, you haven't let me out of the fucking floor since Poop Face pooped on my face. Do you remember that story? No. Okay, you're this playing so a different character now. Ago. Let's go. No, I'm the same poop guy. Face pooped on my face. <laughs> no, it was. It was <laughs> what was this guy? It was it was fucking Pooh Bear, evil Pooh Bear. Since poop face, <laughs> you made me eat shit. <laughs> It'll be something to keep off the darkness, and now and then you can, you know, if you like. For the other good fellow, or you should not love him, has spoken yet. I cut his dick off. It's in my pocket. It's your turn. You didn't finish the. T- <laughs> You didn't even finish where it said I hasn't spoken yet. That quite won me, his long, bizarre monologue about being shot on in the face and him killing lots of people, but... For it was brave and sweet of him, and noble too, to a rival, wasn't it? And he's so sad. So I leant over and kissed him. And then and I cut st- off her lips with a razor blade and kept him and in my pocket. stood up <laughs> with my two hands on his, and he looked down into my face, and I'm afraid I was blushing very much, and he said, Little girl, I hold in your hand, in my hands, because I chopped them off, and I kept your lips because I fucking cut them off. Please, read his Perfectly fried grandma. I'm gonna put it in my hand and then I'm gonna. Oh, oh it's so warm. <laughs> 
And these things don't make us friends. Nothing ever will. Thank you for your sweet honesty to me and goodbye. He wrung my hand and taking up his hat. He wrung my hand and taking up his hat went straight out of the room. I'm reading because you don't have lips anymore. (laughs) Without a tear or quiver or pause. And I'm crying like a baby. Oh, why must a man like that be made unhappy when there are lots of girls about who would worship the very very ground he trod on? I know I would be if I were free. Only I don't want to be free, my dear. I'll put you in bondage. I feel I cannot write of happiness just at once after telling you of it, and I don't wish to tell of the number three until I can, until it can all, (laughs) it can, it can be all happy. Your ever loving Lucy. P.S. Oh, about number three. Sorry, you needn't tell says, me of number three. It says I read Need Lucy I? like that because Lucy is all in caps. It's not in P.S. Oh, what about number three? I need to tell you of number three. Need I? Besides, it was all so confused. It seems only a moment from his coming into the room till both his arms were around me and he was kissing me. I'm very, very happy. I don't know what I have done. You are a slut. Ah. I must only try in the future to show that I am not ungrateful to God for all his goodness to me in sending me such a such a lover, such a husband, such a friend, such a bohunk, his dick is so... We should probably stop here. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Dr. Seward's diary. No, 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 come on. Captain I'm so tired, Jason. No, I can't. It's 1.30 in the morning here. I don't care. You deserve this. I don't. I'm just going to sit here and be like, fucking cocks in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, but you know what I'm going to do, Jason? Poop on face. You know what Facey I'm going to do? I'm going to do this. Making peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> you put the peanut butter in the middle. <laughs> sometimes you toast the bread, and then sometimes you don't. And then later you feed it to a person who can't feed themselves. And they're ungrateful, and they hate you, and they treat you like shit, and they poop the bed, and they poop uh, so much, and then they don't That makes you. everything better. It really does. <laughs> and uh, It makes me feel better and then they shut on to bed and then you go in the room and you scoop up their poop i'll prove it i'll prove it time to skin this prostitute before she gets all disgusting on my driveway pull her into the garage Ooh, I want to skin somebody. I want to skin them right off. I want to peel off their skin. Ooh, I want to skin somebody with somebody who loves me. That he was a prostitute. He said he was there to read the meter. (laughs) What? (laughs) Did that actually happen to you? No! (laughs) What? As I went into work, I hated my life. I have work anxiety. I punch into the machine and go down a hall that smells like old food and mold. It's because they don't clean the kitchen. And then when I get on the floor, I put on a happy face. And I pretend that I'm happy when I'm really not. And I'm like, hello, asshole that threw stuff at me the other day. And then I ask how people are doing. And then I I hate for shift because they haven't cleaned their residence. Because they're pieces of shit. Pieces of shit. Oh, pieces of shit. <laughs> oh, if your life was a musical or an opera, oh, yeah. there would be a whole aria about shit. Excuse me while I clean up this poop. There's more coming. I've been no, holding it no, just... No. <laughs> <laughs> I will plug up your butt (coughs) with my fist. 
My son hates me, and that's why I poo. <laughs> it isn't my fault that your family doesn't visit you. <laughs> this is how many goddamn musicals I've listened to. That I could, I could just make it up as I go along, and I'm still keeping the correct, like, the correct key. Uh-huh. Excuse me, I need to leave the room for a moment and get you a drink. Would you like some ice in that? Are you a diabetic? I need to make sure it's sugar-free. I just want a bourbon. Just one more bourbon. They won't let me have my alcohol here. I want Actually, a bourbon. Just a little bourbon. it's my bourbon. duty to inform you. You can have a drink so long as it's cleared by the doctor. And if anyone tells you no, you tell them come to me. I'll get you that drink. <laughs> can you do that? Uh, yeah, no. If you're cleared by the doctor, you can have alcohol in the nursing home. <laughs> How much alcohol? Uh, it usually what happens is they they, they give you a serving. Oh, so okay. like a, a serving would be like two shots, and then uh, they okay. they put it in the they put it in the nurse's cart, so the nurse can drink it when nobody's looking. <laughs> She can mix it with the rucks and all that she's been stealing all along. Jesus Christ, that would kill her. She's mixing it with the Dilaudid now, too. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. All of the morphine is gone. She's gotten into the liquid morphine. She's on the floor and she's all blue. Now it's my time to shine. I'll do compressions and call for help. Please, please. Now she's dead. Bye, bye, bye. I'll have to cover her shift. <laughs> she's a nurse, so I wouldn't have to do that. Uh, okay. Can we please go to the ending music? This is the, no, this is the end. I thought you cut it off. No, right I haven't done it goodbye. yet. No, no do you it. cut it off when we said goodbye. Thanks, everybody, for listening in to chapter whatever that was. That was five. We, en- we ended in the middle five of five. And some of the journal entries hmm. of Dracula. Hello. Big, <laughs> big guy coming to London to suck up all the bloods. And the cocks. Sure. And and that, too. Hey, guys. We're still accepting stories, kind of. But we got to get them in order to read them. So please mail them. Right, oh, right oh, Addy? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> Go to the Let Me Listen podcast website. I'm Go to the contact no. page and leave them for us there. Let me finish. This is Jason Harding. You took a shit and you smeared it through your hair. (laughs) And now I've got to give you a shower. You're a fucking prick. (laughs) You're a fucking prick. And I hate you. This is a really downbeat musical, dude. <laughs> we should just call it Diarrhea the Musical. <laughs> I hate that I feel funny by the end, but usually what happens is you start reading and I'm like, oh my god, this is good. Yeah. So I got no jokes to make until the but And in the end I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, it's my time to shine. They should make it as like cats, right? Yeah. So they push just old people in walkers and wheelchairs and... 
<laughs> cat <laughs> and poop, it's... cat poop. Anybody want some cat poop? <laughs> <laughs> That's what cat's all about, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's not a song of cats. Cat on a hot tin roof. No, that's oh boy. Okay, bye everybody. <laughs> Goodbye everybody. The Lemmy Finish podcast is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding, with music by Kevin McLeod, produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.